This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and welcome to invest talk it is friday august 28 2020 we only got one more trading day that will be monday and then august will be behind us and then we're moving into september the last day of the quarter again and after september october will be earnings season again it comes around every quarter everybody it comes around pretty fast some people think that they shouldn't report earnings every quarter that maybe it's reported every year or every half you know every half year but not necessarily every quarter. But that's the way they've been doing it here in the United States. Anyways, um, we are going to have to continue to deal with volatility. I think we all know that. I've been saying it long enough that I'm pretty sure I got it into your head that we're going to have volatility. Now, we've had nothing pretty much but up volatility for a while. But there's going to be some down volatility. It's just natural. But I don't think it's something to be too fearful of. I really don't. I mean, you would think you would, you know, with a COVID virus still around and everything, but stock market looks forward. And I think the investors are thinking, you know, this, this COVID thing is going to be handled at some point. If they didn't think that, we wouldn't have such a strong market. Have a strong market because investors think it's going to be uh, fine. Now, they might be over-optimistic. They might be wrong about when, but that's what they think. But just know that you're going to be living with volatility. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, this program and, and radio program podcast I, I do every day with Justin Klein. We do our best to give you unbiased answers about your financial uh, investment life or just your financial life. Be happy to answer any of those questions. Our number is 888-99-CHART, and we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. Live, So you can call and ask your questions live if you like. You can also call our listener line, the same number, 888-99-CHART, and leave a, leave a question if you wish. Now, here on Invest Talk and at my company, KPP Financial, in Irvine, California, we always operate in the philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. How can we – we don't like to buy other people's ideas. We don't. We don't buy them. And we don't mind sharing our successes. We're going to have to share our failures too, but, but you know, we don't mind doing that. Now, I, I, we practice what we call parallel investing. And that's, you know, I buy the same things from my clients and the same programs that we're in that I'm in with them. So that at the same price, same time. So we're all kind of operating, trying to move forward, trying to do our best uh, to all now, I want to put myself on the same side of the table as my clients. It's just that simple. And we have a number of investment strategies, and we implement them. So, time to give us a call. 888-99-CHARTER is our number, 888-992-4278. And I'll be happy to talk to you. Let me remind you, quick reminder, you know, we can't go anywhere. Uh, travel restrictions are still in place. COVID-19 has caused myself and Justin to suspend any in-person portfolio reviews. So we're, now that's the bad news, right? But there's good news. We still will do portfolio reviews. I got a couple, three of them got, I have to do over the weekend because I just got behind. Um, but we still do it. We do it by 
helping you get through Jive meetings or through uh, Skype or just a phone call. You send us your portfolio. You can go to our website and send me an email, send me a copy of your portfolio. I'd be happy to take a look at it. Those kinds of things. We can do that anytime you want. All you do is go to investtalk.com, send me a message, and we'll start there. Okay, our focus point today. This is about this is an opinion. For investors, there are always opportunities. The story explains that as savers, investors look to the market for dividend yield. They are they are they are they are relying on different stocks to give them income. Okay, dividend paying income, dividend paying stocks, and there's some screening you can do, and there's always opportunities. That's what we're going to talk about today. I also want to talk about global inflation. I've talked about local inflation here in the U.S., but how about global inflation? We'll discuss that. And market expectations. I kind of hinted at at the beginning of the show. What does the market think is going to happen? And what's going on with this virus globally? We'll talk about that. Um, and I, I found a house that I would love to buy. Okay, and it's a reasonable house for those people who want to retire. It's in England. I wanted to tell you about a little tongue-in-cheek house that maybe we, maybe you guys want to buy. It's someone out there. And did you see the spending report? You know, we had an income and spending report out today for July. Uh, did you see what it was? I want to maybe touch that too. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. Let's go to Chow in Chicago. How you doing, Chow? Hey, Steve. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I love your show. show. Um, you. So I'm, I'm, I bought some Activision Blizzard, yes. ATVI, at 84. And um, I, I, I'm, I just wonder, I'm just wondering what's your opinion on it, and is that something... I should keep as a core holding, or should I? Am I better off of something else? I I kind of like it as a core holding. It's a new uh, a new era stock as versus an old era. It's not like you know U.S. Steel or railroad, but Acti- uh, Activision. Everybody, A T V I A T V I is the symbol, and it's one of the two largest you know game gamers out there. Publishes interactive entertainment, software, peripheral products for consoles, handheld devices. And it's a $64 billion company. It's a huge company, Chow. I mean, it's big. They don't pay a nice enough dividend, in my opinion, but they are they have been increasing their dividend. I, I kind of like it. It's an $83 stock, and it's $3.32 is what's going to make next year per share, $3.32. So that kind of makes it, a, you know, in the 30-plus range uh PE, so it's a little bit expensive. It's expensive, but as a core holding, I like it. It has risen from 52 at the very bottom of the market in March to now 83. But I think this is a. I think, I think gaming is here to stay forever. Okay, uh, and Activision and a couple others are going to be the leaders. So if you're patient, you'll make you'll make very good money out of this over the next five, ten years. But you're, you are paying a little bit too much for it right now. But you know what? It, it, it's more important. It's time in the market, not time in the market. Time in the market is very difficult. Time in the market will give you returns. 
So it's hard to know when you're going to get that pullback. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a pullback. I just don't know when and how much. And will you be brave enough to pull the trigger when it happens? Some people, you know, for some people it's very difficult. Anyway, child, I do like the stock. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Summer's moving fast and we're all watching the markets. We always do. And if you're a serious investor, we always try our best to help manage that fear. But you also got to manage greed. There's two things there. There's two sides of, the, of our emotions we've got to deal with. So, you got to manage the risk in your portfolio. you got fear and greed, drive the market, and there's risks that you need to manage in that portfolio. So, give me a call. I need you to participate. We're taking your calls live, 888-99. It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And we're going to go talk to Anna in Fremont. Wants to talk about pizza. How are you doing, Anna? Uh, I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? I am good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, so, I yeah, I want to buy uh, this stock. And I have been watching for a long time. But uh, it never pulled back. It's just going up. So I don't know what would be the right price to enter. As you mentioned, that it's time is not important. Is most important is the timing. And I'm a long-term investor. So okay. if you okay. can, yeah, help me. Yeah, we own this. So this is Papa John's International. what she's talking about, everybody. The symbol is P-Z-Z-A. Uh, we own that in some of our managed accounts we have for a number of months now. Uh, and we've... The reason being it was because of COVID. That really drove us to buy this because we figured mm-hmm. people will be ordering a lot of pizza from home. And I think that's going to continue to be so for a while. It operates uh, 5,395 franchises and restaurants in 49 countries worldwide. Uh, they, they, they went from $0.94 cents a share in 2019. They're going to make $1.54 this year and $2.37 next year. So those are 50 and 60% increase in earnings. Sales jumped 15% in the most recent quarter. Before, that was 3 or 5% growth. So it jumped 15 So they're having a good run now. Uh, it is like, this, like the Activision. It is. You are paying up for it. It's an $98 stock and only going to make $2.37. So you're talking about a very high P.E., right? I mean, it, it, you, you're going to have to bite the bullet, Anna. But I may suggest you buy like half of it now, and if you get a pullback, buy the other half for your portfolio then. Because if you're a very long-term holder, you like to wait for some bargains, I mean. No big rush. Remember, you're a long-term holder. You'll get a pullback before the year end, I'm pretty sure. So that's what I do. But in case I'm wrong, you can buy half now and ride the ride. Okay? Thanks for the call, Anna. Edgar, San Diego. How you doing, Edgar? Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Oh, sure. Thank you for taking my call, Steve. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at... uh... ABBV, I'm looking for little uh, growth and mostly for uh, 
evidence. I was wondering what you think of this idea. Okay, we own AbbVie in some of our managed accounts as well. That's two in a row that, that uh, people picked up stocks that we own in some of our accounts here. Okay, AbbVie have developed pharmaceutical products to treat immunology, virology, oncology, and other diseases. It pays a 5% dividend. That's what we really like about it. It's going to make $12.33. Think about that. So what kind of P.E. would you give that? Would you give it a 10 P.E.? If you did, that would be $123 stock. Well, the stock is selling for $94 right now. The stock is cheap. Is it, earnings are going to go up 17% this year, 18% next year. Sales was up 26% in the June quarter. I think this is a screaming buy, in my personal opinion. I, I think there's absolutely no reason why... You shouldn't know it. Remember, it's paying a 5% dividend. Unless it goes nowhere. Unless it doesn't go up at all. Earnings are continuing to go up. Sales are going to continue to go up. And that dividend is 5%. So say a year from now, it's the same price. Two years from now, it's the same price. That means the PE is going to be one or two or three. <laughs> so it's not going to get that low, right? I mean, it has never. The lowest PE you've ever had was seven. Okay? So if you take seven... The, the the stock at very lowest value is in the low 80s, and here it is the lowest, low 90s. I think it's a screaming buy, personally speaking. If you need a, a drug company in your portfolio, this is a good one to have. Now, do they have problems? Is there, there are issues? Yeah, it's the op- opioid issue. Okay, that's their biggest problem. That's, that's why a lot of these drug companies are selling at such discounts. But I don't think, I mean, we're talking about a $166 billion company. It will survive without any. It really will. Okay, everybody. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. 888-928. Hey, I don't have anything, guys. Uh, 888-992-4278. We're going to have to take another little break. We'll be right back right after this. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Yes, I'm retired, and I'm looking to rebalance my portfolio. I'm too heavy in stocks but don't know what to uh, replace it with since bonds are looking so dismal right now. Any suggestions? Create your help. Okay, that's a good question. You're probably going to have to consider some bonds, maybe corporate bonds, but stay with the quality because you're going to make a lot more money than savings or savings account or CDs in those bonds. But you also could, you know, maybe buy some gold, the hedge, that's a, probably a good hedge against the market in the future. Uh, gold and silver type uh, positions, uh, that would that would probably help with that. And you could stick with the, you know, if you're heavy in stocks, stick with the big blue chip stocks instead of the more dangerous mid-cap, small-cap ones. And I would be on the value side of the market, not the growth side at this stage. For instance, we just talked about Abby. That's a very good value-oriented Stock with a very good dividend. 
So you make a little bit more money. But there is, you're just going to have to accept more risks if you want any kind of return. And the Federal Reserve did that on purpose. It's pushing people out of savings, out of CDs, pushing them into market and into the stock market. And that's why it's going up. Because you can't make any money. You can't make any money on any kind of safe return. I mean, think about what you can get on a 10-year treasury, a little over 1%. I mean, uh, no, I think, that, wait a minute, am I wrong there? 10 years, 0.6%. 30 years, a little over 1%. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why would you do that? You shouldn't do that. Okay, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate, by the way, is a 2.91. I don't know if you knew that, but every I always like on Friday to try to give you some statistics, some numbers. So the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is 2.91, and you can tell that that has been driving real estate. Because we saw the reports here in a recent couple of weeks about real estate. They were very good, those reports. Okay? Uh, consumer spend increase did increase their spending in July, 1.6%. 1.6%. Remember, in June, it was 5.6%, just to know. So, it was up. And as I said, home sales were big. They are up almost 6%. But new home construction was much bigger than that. Inventory, I mean, uh, uh uh, um, um, permits were huge too. Pretty big stuff. Two-year treasury is at 0.13. The 10-year is at 0.73%. Okay, you have a, you hold of a 10-year bond, treasury, U.S. government bond, yes, it's very safe, but you're only going to get seven-tenths of 1% per year. No one wants that. No one, no, can't live on retirement and that kind of money. It's less than inflation. Gold is at 1966. You had a nice little pullback for gold. It was up today. You had a nice pullback. Did anybody take advantage of that? Or is taking advantage? Remember, it was over two, just a tad over 2,000 not that long ago. And oil is at $43.05 a barrel. Well, there's some of the numbers out My focus point today concerns an analyst's opinion. For investors, there are always opportunities. The story explains that as savers and investors look to the market for dividend yield, there are reliable there there are reliable stock screener metrics that you can use. There are really we've talked about them here often. So this is the same thing I was talking about yesterday. You can't make any money on your treasuries or your CDs, your savings account. You can't. So a lot of people are going for the dividend paying stocks, and that's slowly driving them up and 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 their stock prices up. But you still can screen for those high dividend paying stocks. There's very good screens. What is the, in other words, these are like the rules you go by to find them. First of all, uh, I talked about it on uh, Advi. We just talked about what's the PE ratio. Okay, uh, maybe you should have a screen that you want a PE ratio than the overall stock market, or I would say the historical level of the stock market PE ratio, which is about fifteen. So you want to buy a, P, uh, a stock under that average P-E ratio. Buy a payout ratio. How much money they make and how much of that are they paying out? That's the payout ratio. So Avi is going to make $12.33. They, they, their dividend is 5%. So, you know, 10% would be $1.23. So they're talking about 61, 62 cents. And... That is very reasonable for $12.33. You want 
you would like a payout ratio less than 60%. 60%. So anyways, if a company made $2 a share and it paid out a dividend of a dollar, that would be a 50% payout ratio. So Abby is paying much less, much less. And you always want dividend growth. You know, there's a book out there called Dividend Achievers, and that would be a very good book to get a hold of to try to find dividend-paying stocks. Really would. It's Friday, everybody, so I think it might be interesting in my trivia question, uh, mixed a little business with some fun. I will do this by highlighting a publicly traded company, a toy maker. So as we go to break, here's my two-part question. What is the name of the toy company that is today the world's third largest by revenue? And you can name two of its famous competitors, companies that it it acquired over the years. Can you name them? What's the name of the toy company? What are the two companies it bought? I'll have the answer after the break. But for now, my phone line is open. I encourage you to give me a call, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R 
one.com hackerone.com you are listening to invest talk it's friday the weekend is almost here and steve peasley is on duty now taking your finance and investment questions live call invest talk 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 okay i asked a trivia question what is the name of the toy company that is today the world's third largest by revenue? And can you name two of its famous competitors? Okay, companies that it acquired over the years. So here's the answer. The company that investors and toy consumers know today is Hasbro and trades at on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol HAS was founded by three brothers in Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island in 1923. And it started the company selling textiles, not toys. The story of how it got to be a toy company and, you know, innovated over the years, it's a pretty long one. But I'll give you a little quick overview. The founding brother's last name was Hasenfeld. So Hasbro is H-A-S, Has, and Brothers, B-R-O, Hasbro. That's where that came For many years, competition between Hasbro and other famous American toy company Mattel caused each company to alternately claim the crown for the largest toy maker. In 2018, Hasbro reported uh, revenue of $4.5 billion and net income of $220 million. As of August 2020, that's like now, over 80% of its shares are held by large financial institutions. Famous Hasbro brands and titles include Monopoly, Nerf, PlaySchool, Tonka, over the years, acquisitions of company toy companies helped Asbro become the giant that it is today. And some of the companies they bought, Milton Bradley Company, Parker Brothers, Kenner Products, which was famous for its Easy Bake Oven. By the way, Easy Bake Oven came in 63. And yes, Hasbro even tried to buy Mattel. On November 10, 2017, Wall Street Journal reported that Hasbro made a takeover offer to Mattel, which they rejected Five days later. Now, Mattel was worth $5 billion, while Hasbro is worth $11 billion at the time. So they didn't like the offer. Let's talk to Mike in San Jose. He wants to talk about inflation. Mike. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. I go by their headquarters all the time. I'm oh, also, okay. I also live in Southern California. Yeah, it's a, they've been around for a while. Um, they still they still make toys. They love, they, yeah, they do. Headquarters is very modest. They're uh, they're not big uh, big spenders. Um, my question is is I'm not, I don't get it sometimes. I'm not maybe I'm not that smart, but whatever. Um, I, I, you know, I, of course I had a lot of I had a lot of cash. Still do. You're not getting nothing for it, right? Quarter percent, right. really. That's what the money markets are paying right now. I do have a, a big position in financials. Uh, the, the big banks and financial indexes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but what about this whole inflation, or the, um, this interest rates? The, the Fed really shouldn't even be controlling the Fed. They should let the market do it, but, but somehow they do. But what could yeah. put, the, put the Fed aside and cause inflation like uh, you were mentioned here a few, five, ten minutes ago? Okay. Most people are familiar with food inflation and wage inflation. You know, they see it where your wages go up or your food prices go up. But essentially, if you boil it all back down, 
it comes inflation is driven driven by uh, the currency weakness in the currency so why is our currency weak well our currency has been going down for some time one of the reasons why it's weak is that we're printing so much money okay think about it, it, it it's just paper right it's just paper so print all you want but the more you print paper the more you print the less it is supportive of the currency. Now, if the economy is strong, that is supportive of the currency. But if you're printing way more money than you really need, and they're doing that right now to flood into the the, the economy, that weakens the currency. Uh, well, obviously, recession weakens the currency. There's other things that push on it, but it is boils down to really a, a currency issue. What are you doing with your currency as an economy? Well, we're making it weaker. They want to make it weaker. They want to because they want inflation because they can't pay the debt they're taking in with current dollars. They want to pay that inflation down the road with cheaper dollars. And that's the whole point. So inflation always really boils down to the currency. Now, it's not a perfect uh, tie. In other words, as you print more money, then the money becomes worth worth less. And then you print more money, and it becomes worth less. No, because it's also tied to the economies. You know, so you can't just say that. But it, it boils down. I think we're getting. And I'm Mike. I don't know if you were around in the '70s and the early '80s, but we had a real problem with inflation. I, I have a feeling we're going to return to those days in the next within the next ten years, where inflation is a problem. So we'll see if that happens, but. I'm sure I'll still be alive, <laughs> but I think that's what we're looking at. That's what inflation is. It's all about the currency. Okay, the KPP premium newsletter was distributed to subscribers today. I got to slow down. Uh, so I, the first section is always the market conditions section. So the watered-down presidential conventions, this is what I said, are now behind us. So the market will turn to more immediate concerns. With that said, I doubt the convention season caused any real reaction in the stock market. Markets were much more focused on economic numbers and the realities of the COVID-19 crisis. So concerning the economy, there were several reports released this week. On Tuesday, new home sales for July showed a very large jump. There were 901,000 sales versus 791,000 the month before. So that was a huge increase. Another very good economic indicator number came out. That was the durable goods orders. For July, it was up 11.2%. And the stock market has reached and breached old highs. This is what I started off. That's how my newsletter started off on the market conditions section. Okay, and talked about the market, talked about the Fed, just, you know, liquidity and those kinds of things. Okay, on the portfolio management section, I talked about seasonality of the stock market and making decisions based on seasonality. And, you know, should you base decisions on seasonality? The answer is really no, but you need to be aware of that seasonality. And that's what I talk about. What is the seasonality? The market is usually stronger in the latter part of the year, usually weaker in this part of the year we're in right now. Don't see that right now, do you? But I'm talking about most of the time. Most of the time. And the stock ideas. Remember, these are ideas. 
uh, one of the world's largest gold producers was on that, on the, was one of the two ideas. It mines in North America, South America, Australia, and Africa. Warren Buffett bought $560 million worth of this company last quarter. I also highlighted a global provider of engineering, design, and procurement, construction, and maintenance service company. So those were the two ideas I had listed in there. Finally, the consumer watch section. I talked about retirement choices. Now we know you have to think about, okay, I'm gonna retire, where do I wanna live? Okay, I wanna live where there's something that I like doing. I like, uh, there's gotta be good medical facilities and maybe shopping nearby, not too expensive. Whatever the, whatever the things you list in your head that you want, you need to add something else to that list, and that's weather. Okay, maybe that's already in your head. But I gave three places there in the consumer section, and I was taking this information from, from an article I read, and I, I did give credit to the person who wrote the article. So. so that was what's in there. There's a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter, and I do it each week. I know... I know, maybe you don't want it each week, but it's not that long. Anyways, you can subscribe by going to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. Let's go to another voice bank question. 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. Lee from North Carolina here. I recently passed my Series 65 exam, and I am currently working towards starting my own registered investment advisor firm. Some of the advice that I've gotten is to hire a consultant who specializes in helping with the registration process and with compliance. I was just uh, curious about your opinion on hiring a consultant uh, help start the firm and just any thoughts that you might have about consultants for registered investment advisors. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you have any suggestions on how to go about picking the right consultant? Things like that. All right, thanks. Well, if you're just starting out, you really don't have to get a consultant right from the beginning. If you just manage your money in your local state, most states have a minimum, I know the SEC does, up to $25 million under management. You don't have to register or anything with the state. You don't have to do anything. Now, check with whatever state you're in. Make sure that that's replies to you and your state. But we use a consultant firm to keep us compliant. And even then, it's hard to say compliant. Okay, right? You know, it is because there's so many rules and they change the rules. And, you know, if you're under $100 million, you have to be compliant under the state regulations. $100 million or more under management in your firm, it's all about the SEC. Okay, so you got it because the SEC starts to audit you at $100 million. So you got two masters you got to make happy the state and the SEC. Usually, if the SEC is you know, auditing you, the state will back off if you send them a copy of the, the SEC you know, audit report See, so that they know that you have been audited. But, you know, I've been through uh, three, four, three. and we're going through a current one right now, KPP Financial. No big deal. But I have a firm a particular firm that helps me be compliant so I don't break any rules. And you know what? I don't care what you do. It's almost impossible to be completely compliant because the rules 
and I'm sure anybody in business out there will understand this, the rules are vague. Many of the rules are vague, okay? And they change all the time, every year. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> when I say vague, the state you know, or the SEC doesn't say, this is what we want you to do, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, they'll say stuff like, okay, the rule is that you have to, quote, unquote, know your client. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, you can ask the state or the SEC, what does that mean, actually? What do you mean, do I have to... Uh, uh, know them personally? Do I need to know their age, their marital status, how much money they have? What, exactly what it, they don't tell you. They let you decide. Now, over the years, they've done enough audits to kind of know what they want. But they never, you know, they don't help you in that way. <laughs> they don't, you know, give you a list of things. Okay, do A, B, C, D, and F, G. Okay, great, I can do that. They don't. And then, of course, they change the rules. So you probably don't have to do anything initially, and I wouldn't hire somebody out of the gate. I would not. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you're making the right choices with the money in your 401k. Candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study find the fundamentals and trends, and economy, the market, it's pretty difficult, okay, to know just when and when you should be buying what types of mutual funds, okay? We can help you with that. We can at KPP Financial, we have many years of experience with 401ks. We can help guide you. We'd be happy to do it. Part of what we do every day. We can't manage the 401ks, but we certainly will help. Okay? Uh, of course, we're going to need to know about you. Are you want to be aggressive? Mom, you know, how old you are? Uh, uh, what kind of funds they have available to you? That kind of stuff. And how much money you're making. You know, just basic information to know where you want to be. So if you want some help, call our KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send a message through investtalk.com. You can send me an email at through investtalk.com. There's a button there that says contact us. Email comes through. I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Good news. Steve and Justin have recorded another Rapid Fire Hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, you'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or investtalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Hey, my name is Dave. I'm just calling to see what you think about the Neo stock, electric vehicles from China. I read that it could be the future Tesla of China. I'm just curious what you think. Well, I'm always a little skeptical about Chinese stocks. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't invest in them. Just skeptical. Uh, NIO, NIO is a symbol. Uh, it's traded on our New York Stock Exchange as an ADR, American Depository Receipt. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you can ask me. Chinese company manufactures and sells electric vehicles, parts, as well as provides battery charging services. It is a $19 billion company. 
doesn't make money. It's never made money. It's it, everybody's trying to act like it's the Tesla of China. Uh, I'm not necessarily buying that. Um, since they don't make money, I never recommend it. It's $18.50 a share. Uh, uh, it did. It was selling for you know a dollar, two dollars, not that long ago. Now it's eighteen. I, I wouldn't buy it. It's not for me. Too risky. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. It's always the same goal. And of course, our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine sharp. Why are earnings so important? What does that mean, earnings per share? Or what's your question? Why not ask it now at 888-99-CHART on InvestTalk. The calendar tells the story. Summer is moving fast, and the Labor Day holiday will be here soon. But you've got finance and investment questions now. So, Steve and Justin, welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi there. I have a question with regards to Kroger, K-R. This has been on my watch list now for a few few weeks, and I like the fundamentals on this. Uh, and I was just wondering if you had a view, and if you did have a view, and if you were in favor of buying it, at what level you would buy it. Thanks for your answer. Always very insightful. I look forward to it. Thanks. Well, yes, Kroger, KR, is, uh, operates 2,757 supermarkets, convenience stores, jewelry stores, under Kroger, Ralph's, and other names. And we also own this stock in some of our managed accounts. Oh, you guys, that's three today that you picked out that we own in some of our managed accounts. Uh, we like it because it's the food industry. And again, covid we felt uh, we bought this some time ago uh, at, after COVID started, but maybe two two months ago, three, three months ago. Uh, we thought that we liked the food concept, and it's worked out pretty well. This company's sales went up 12% in the most recent quarter. Before, there was two, 2% growth. So they're a big $27 billion grocery store chain, basically. They pay a 2% dividend. They have a very good return of equity is 22%. And it's a $35 stock, going to make $2.60 next year. So, you know, that's a pretty low valuation. We like value. I like value with some growth. Uh, they the, the range of the P is 10 to 21. The PE right now is about 13 or so. So not a bad valuation. So, yeah, I do like it. Do you have any weakness? It was down 2.38% today. Not sure why. Um, but if you get a pullback, I, I'd be a buyer of micro KR. 888-99 chart. Okay, global inflation, everybody. Most people, most experts in the world believe it will remain low. But you, know, you, you do know that, that at the... Uh, at the Jackson Hole retreat, they're having their annual meeting there of uh, bankers and economists and so on and so forth. But they're doing it. They're not. No one's coming in. They're all doing it, you know, virtually, you know, these days. But a chief economist there in Jackson Hole says, it's, in the medium term, there's going to be a, a higher risk of inflation. Okay, and one of the reasons why he says that 
is because there is a retreat of globalization going. Because what happens when everybody is buying and selling things between themselves, manufacturing goes to like the lowest level, the lowest prices somewhere in the world. We know that, right? China, but no longer China is not the cheapest anymore. Korea, Vietnam. Well, when you ha- when globalization, globalization starts to contract, in other words, no, people are starting to produce their own stuff, like here in the United States, you know how we're trying to produce more of our own stuff, that's going to make prices go up. Okay, and therefore, there's going to be inflation. Okay, um, so I think it just got to be a way, it, it, the coronavirus itself is deflationary, not inflationary. But what happens when it's no longer a problem? And I do believe it will be no problem by a year from now. It won't be an issue. That's what I think. I think they'll have a vaccine. You never know, but I think they will. So you're, I think you're going to start seeing inflation come into the system. And you have to start preparing now for that. Remember the Fed, the Fed, the Congress, they want some inflation. Some, they might even be, the Fed has said they're going to let inflation run past its target of 2%. Now remember, it's only running about 1, 1.5% now. But the Fed says they're going to let it run past the target. Why? Why would they do that? Because they want it. But just be aware of that. I think, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I see Peasley, and we're out of time. This completes another Invest Talk program. I will return next week. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. You know, he, you know we've been switching off. Uh, we're, we're splitting the weeks half and a half each, each, each week. Uh, so that's how we're doing it. So he'll be here Monday. I will be back Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday. He'll be here Monday and Thursday. Okay? Now, remember to tell your friends and family members about the, our podcast and radio show here. Uh, there's over 100 archived InvestTalk podcasts free for download right now. Podcasts are a great way to add to your investment knowledge. So get your free downloads, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and at investtalk.com. Now remember our motto right now, it's independent thinking and shared success. So have a great weekend, everybody. This is InvestTalk. I'll see you on Tuesday. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.